Welcome back to the Burning Leaf Podcast with myself, Russo, and Tom. Joe is taking absence for today, and we are starting the top 20 wingers list that we do every year. Maybe the toughest <laughs> list we had to combine our consensus list to. Lots of people left off, lots of people on the list, but we will talk about that in a few minutes. But first, sad news out of Calgary. Uh, we'll throw to Russo here because he was mainly covering it last week and what was happening with Chris Snow, but uh, he has passed away. And uh, very sad news for the hockey world. Yeah, the uh, family announced it. I, I think it was a day or two after. Yeah, uh, really, really sad. I don't have much to say about it. It just sucks. Like, seemed like such a good dude. Everyone seemed pretty upset about it. They're probably going to wear some kind of patch for him this year, mm-hmm. I would imagine. Yeah, um, yeah just really sad news. It, it's really unfortunate. I just my prayers are with the family and. You know, I hope they can kind of get through it. It's, I can't even imagine what they're going through. So um, they had a nice tribute for him the other night. I said it last week. He would be the GM if he didn't get sick. So uh, it really just suck. And uh, again, prayers go to the family, but it's, yeah, it's really, really sad. Yeah. Didn't, t- didn't like seeing that. Tough news when you like know it's inevitably going to happen. Yeah. Just it's when. Yeah, right? It's like... what it looked like, especially for them. Yeah. So um, before we get into the list, is there eight, like, did you guys like, both of our teams played preseason games last night. Do you guys want to touch on the Leaf game real quick? I didn't see much of it. They're looking real good. Mid-season form, guys. Was it the Blues 4-2 to the Habs? Yeah. But, yeah, I got – it's it's still preseason. So, a lot of the a lot of the prospects, the ends of the Dubas' draft class, a lot mm-hmm. of those prospects seem to really be impressing uh, Tree Living and Co. Speaking of yeah. pressing, uh, Tom, like one guy who's on a PTO for the Leafs, Noah Gregor. Like every time I'm watching Leaf highlights, he's he's there, he's in it. Like I don't I know if they're going to sign this guy. Yeah, I thought he was signed. Uh, same here, but I don't know. <laughs> like he's a very fast player, clearly, and he's I think he's like three goals or two goals in preseason. But I mean, it's just a fourth line winger, right? But he's a, been impressive for me at least. He's shown like some signs. Yeah, and like because he was on. San Jose last year, which so sorry for him, um, put up. I think he still had like ten goals, right? Yeah. And if you're in San Jose and you're going to put up ten goals playing third, fourth line minutes, and then you come to a team where, ooh, I don't know, your three C might be John Tavares. Yeah. Uh, at the very least, you're playing with David Kampf. Uh, it he compliments Kampf really well. Um, if he doesn't get a contract, I assume it'll be the same as Astonery's last year. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Where it was uh you're here on a PTO while we figure out the cap. Your contract's gonna be nine hundred thousand dollars come game one of the playoffs, but we have to get there first. Or game one of the regular season. So no he's impressed. Anybody else impressed you? I haven't watched a ton, but like I think Robertson and Matthew Dyes have played every single preseason game, which tells me that it tells me that either Robertson is going to go down to the Marlies just because he's playing so much. And there's so many, there's not a lot of spots available because Carly Yarncrook is still injured and he's probably going to take up one of those slots on the Ford group. Um, but Robertson, like he has to be impressive, right guys? Like he's, he's fighting for a job essentially. Like it's not his last draw, but it's like his, it's like, he's okay, what, what are you going to do for me now? Like that sort of thing. It's still the whole, he's still just barely 21. Yeah. That's the thing too. And remember, like, no development. Mm-hmm. He's had no development because there's a pandemic. And then he came back and he uh, got hurt. Yep. 
it was a leg and a shoulder, right? Something like that. And like not his fault, no. not something that would normally happen again. Uh, he looked really impressive, and when he was, it was a couple games ago. He went in the box, had his nose bleeding, had the stuff up his nose to stop it, came out of the box and scored. Yeah, and it's like, well, okay, well, that looks like you're a uh, playoff ready already. <laughs> he didn't need to. The only issue is the only issue is they're still over the cap by quite That's, a bit. Are yeah. they not? Yeah. So they're. They may not even be able to keep a guy like Robertson around because they're going to have to run a 20-man roster, right? Mm-hmm. They're so, over by... It's a couple it's million bucks, is it not? Yeah, it's like Cali Yarncroke's contract that they're over. And I and wonder... Who's, and, who's, and who's taking that these days? It's a good contract. Yeah, but like, like objectively, teams don't but like, have yeah, nobody $2 has million, two million bucks to spend bucks. for a guy I with term, wonder... right? I if that's part of why it's like he's day to day, but we haven't seen him at all in a week. Mm-hmm. I wonder if there's that something that's there because they have to do something. They have to do something. It's the season starts in a week. Yeah. Uh, like something yeah, has to change. <laughs> they they're have currently. It says their projected cap phase is zero, negative thirteen million. <laughs> But that's without like Muzzin and Murray and that stuff. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. Like right now they're about right now they're two point nine four three million over the cap. It's still a lot. So yeah, so something has to happen here. Man, yeah, we really could have uh man, David Kempf two point four, Sam Lafferty one point five, Ryan Reeves one point three. There's your cap space. We talked about it, it added up it adds up in the offseason. Yep. It happened. We talked about it, yeah. Like even like John Klingberg, four point oh. one. There's your cap space. I, did, I forgot there's, they said about four. There's your cap space. Yeah, and that still yeah. it still confuses me. Like Matt Dumbo, signed for the same thing, three point nine actually less. They're both bad. They're both yeah, bad. but at least you don't have John Klingberg and the GM in training camp going. I don't know what my role is on this team. <laughs> yeah, That's Klingberg awesome. said that. They've got it's some like, things to figure out with the cap like, because everybody went this. This is weird. Why is he here? We don't need this. And he's saying, "Why am I here? We don't need this." I still think he'll. Yeah, I, I, he'll I still profess that Reeves' contract is so bad. Yeah, did. <laughs> they did not need to do that. They didn't it's have to. Completely variable. It's not completely. They they would still be on the hook for a couple thousand, a couple hundred thousand. But yeah, but it's still. He's not going to the Marlies. He's fucking insane. Reeves, He'll probably no. retire. No. If they, if, if they ever were to do that, he would probably just retire. Like, I'm not doing it. Like, I'm not going to the AHL. Yeah. Wouldn't happen. So, I don't know. He got a three-year deal that's going to be, like, one and a half years. I mean, teams continue to trade for him. That is true. Like, Pittsburgh traded for him. Vegas traded for him. New York traded for him. And I think you know uh, what? Minnesota traded for him. on all of those teams. He was not on the playoff roster. He was in Vegas. I think he will be up for the Leafs, to be honest. He yeah. played all the way until the finals for Vegas in their run. And that was when he was like 30. Oh, fuck. And he's <laughs> 37 now. Great. Yeah. Anyway. You guys got anything left to nope. here? Nope. nope. Should we talk about good players now? <laughs> yeah, like Matt good wingers. Coronado. 
Fuck, he's been ripping like, it up, eh, Russo? Yeah. Yeah, I just wanted to quickly touch on him because the Flames won 5-4 yesterday. He had three points. He's all but solidified himself a spot on this team. Uh, he was getting some – so his line yesterday was him, uh, Backlund, and Sharon Govich. But then they were throwing him with Backlund and Coleman. So, like, he's he's on the team. Like, he's doing everything he possibly can. I think he's up to four or five goals in the preseason now. He's looked great. Everything we expected from him, he's exceeded all those expectations so far. He might be, since Iggy was in their system, he might be their most pure goal-scoring prospect that they've had since Aginla. He can shoot. like yeah. He's got an absolutely wicked, wicked release. That goal he scored last night was just absolutely disgusting. Taking um, a pass, just, yeah. Just a, just a bullet top shelf and, like, it's not even just the shot. He skates extremely well. He moves the puck well. He's he's fast. He's tenacious. He's going to be a real big piece of the future for this team. He's only 20. So I'm super excited for him. There's a reason he went 13th that year. Um, I'm I'm pumped. I, I can't wait to see this kid go. Like I, like I said last week with Pelche, it's unfortunate that he's going to be out and missing time, but it's it's really i'm really excited to watch coronado he looks great i can't wait to see him in a full year it's it's gonna be a lot of fun like there were question marks going into camp oh will we start the ahl like no like he's coming in and he's taking a spot and he's dude it would not surprise me if at like some point in the first few months he's playing with hubert owen Lindholm. like he's should be on the first power play unit tomorrow like they got like no disrespect to Manjapani, but like they need a right-handed shot that can just rip Coronado's slot there and whatever. But I'm just happy he's getting the chance, and like I can't wait for opening night to see him go. Uh, he looks really good. So like that's all I got in the Flames. Like they they looked strong yesterday. The only player I thought didn't look good was Markstrom. Yeah, Hellebuck didn't Hellebuck didn't look good either. I mean, maybe again, it's, it's a preseason, preseason thing, but. Markstrom let in a week one. There was a few. There was that. Yeah, that fourth one was bad. Yes. Yeah, it was the fourth Um, one. I'm thinking of. It was. It was. It was real bad. So, Hellebuck didn't look good either. Again, maybe it's just a preseason thing. But hey, get Dustin Wolf on this goddamn team, please. That's all I got. Anyway, they like they looked okay. Hubertos looked a little bit better, but see the did you any of you see the goal Lindholm scored yesterday? So Brendan Dillon fucking hit him from behind. Like in the corner, like dirty hit, like should have been a penalty. Lindholm gets up. There's like a battle on the wall. Then Dylan kind of is like skating by him. The puck goes to the point. And Lindholm just two hands his stick, just snaps it in half. And like Dylan's kind of like, what the fuck? Tanev gets the puck, cross ice. Lindholm hammers a one timer, buries it. And I was like, that is funny. And like Dylan's just looking at him like, what the fuck? And it's like Lindholm's just laughing at him. I'm like, that's good. That's good. Anyway. Yeah. Um, uh, last thing on preseason. For one, the games have actually like been kind of feisty for some reason. Um, the Vegas game. Yeah, like they haven't looked like preseason games. And two, Russo, we talked about it last night. Yo, the New Jersey Devils look like the team to beat this. They're game. terrifying. Yes, for Brat had a hat trick. It's a fool. He's gonna fit in like a glove on that line. It makes me so upset. But yeah, they look good. Their That's... only spot I'm worried about with them is goaltending. Maybe Connor Hellebuck. Yeah, but maybe Akira Schmid's as good as we think he is. Right? 
like I, I think him and Vanacek would at the very least like hold it down. But I don't know if you could win with those guys. Then again, we did just see Vegas win with Aiden Hill. So yeah, maybe, maybe you can. Um, real, yeah. Real quick, just before we get into the top 20 wingers, we got some big news yesterday. Trevor Zegris, three by five point seven five. Just very quick thoughts on it. What do you guys do you like the deal? Not like the deal? Uh I didn't think he would hold out and then end up with five point seven five. I think it's pretty good for the ducks. It's a little undervalued. Especially for what he brings. Yep, I, I think I think it's fine. Like, I mean, holding out for that is kind of ridiculous. But yeah, like, like hold it's... out and get seven. What are you doing? Yeah, I think it's good for the Ducks in the short term. I hate it for them long term. Yeah, we saw this with Kachuk how it played out. The three year deal basically walked in the unrestricted free agency. I don't see how this makes the relationship any better between no. Zegers and the it Ducks. Pissed him off. Yeah, and undervalued I, I, him. Like, yeah, I mean, I can see him three years from now just basically going, get me out of here. Like, and look again, I don't believe Zegers is a $7 million superstar. I don't think he is. I think he's a good player. I think he's going to get better, but he's at two 60 point years. He got basically exactly what he is, right? Mm-hmm. He got 5.75. That's exactly what he is. We'll see. I don't love it for the Ducks long term. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I yeah. would have overpaid a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah. If, they you have so much a, cap if you get them, like I've always said it, lock up your young kids. When you, I'd rather chance, lock yeah. overpay not, them a little bit. Not even lock them Short up, term. but like you could have just gave him seven, maybe eight. Now, if he grows into it and becomes the seventy-eight million dollar player when that three years is up, okay, give him nine. It'll be the same kind of percentage. It'll be a raise, yeah, whatever. But He'll again, be happy. Again, like just, I would have preferred, hey, just lock up your young guys, lock them down to eight years. Like all the teams are doing it. Um, like everyone is doing it, right? So, but whatever. Yeah. And uh, on the Ducks, Jamie Drysdale still not signed and they've pissed which him I off. Find, apparently. Which I find to be unbelievable. What is he Inside source. For? I have an inside source saying, Oof. yeah, the latest offer was 850K to him one year. Which, yeah, like, what has he done? He played, like, two games last year, man. He doesn't deserve anything more. Like, whether you think he's going to be great or not, he hasn't shown it yet. Right? So, anyway. uh, Let's get into the top 20 wingers because we got a list to go. So, we did top 20. We did top 20 last year. There's just so many guys that, like, broke out, had huge years. So... Yeah, we'll do it. We'll go through the first 10 real quick and then we'll we'll take a little bit more time on uh going into the top 10. We will start at number 20. Uh Thomas, I'll start with you. Yeah, big, big, big fan of this guy, Alex Tucker, number 20. Um, I thought he should have been Buffalo's captain. I think he's the future for that team, but Alex Tuck is such an underrated winger for the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, 70 points this year. I think, I don't know, close to 80 points this year. 79. Yeah. And he's just a very great power winger who could score a lot of goals, has a very, very good chemistry with Jeff Skinner and Tage Thompson on the forward front. Really love Alex Tuck. One of my favorite wingers in the NHL. Uh, yeah. So number 19, Mark Stone, Vegas him? Golden Knights. Yeah, I'll take Mark Stone. I love Mark Stone. Uh, Mark Stone, Vegas Golden Knights, obviously missed a lot of time last year in the playoffs. Absolute animal for for the Vegas Golden Knights. Look, three years ago, we had him at like number four. This guy, when healthy, is one of the best wingers in the world, in my opinion. He still is. He's just fought a lot of injuries over the years, but still one of the best two-way wingers. 
probably should have a Selkie at some point in his career. I don't know if it's going to happen now, uh, but at some point he probably should have. Uh, like I said, Animal in the playoffs was so good for them. Probably one of, if not their best player during the playoffs. Him, Marshall Eichel, looked fantastic. So uh, I'm hoping to get a, we're hoping, I hope a fully healthy year for Mark Stone, even though he's in our division. Uh, he's, he's the Golden Knights leader, has been since he got there. So uh, he's just an awesome player. So he's at number 19 for us. Yeah, uh, and then at number 18, uh, I left this guy off my list, which is kind of confusing because he put up 120 penalty minutes. Brady Kachuk, he ended up uh, being just one point above point per game. He had 83 points this year. Captain of the Senators really led that team. Uh, man, like, it's he's one hell of a player, uh, enough to where... He's so good that Alex Brincat wanted to leave. Didn't get that first line ice time, but uh, like Russo, you said, what did you say about Kachuk? Brady with his play uh, style. that that him and Matthew are very different. Whereas Matthew, I said he's more of a cerebral type. Where Brady Kachuk is, I'm just gonna try and kill you every night. Yes, and that was that was kind of uh, what I was looking for you to say. And like, it's not fun being in the division with both Kachuks. Uh just but yeah, both of them bring such a different dynamic to each of their teams and uh like Brady still has time to kind of grow into the leadership role with the Sens and what he'll end up being uh going forward. I think he could be a little bit higher on this list. I don't think he'll touch Matthew closer to the top, but uh yeah, one hell of a player. And Thomas you want to take well, I'll take the next guy. It is my favorite player on this list. Everyone, every Leaf fan. Everybody's favorite, favorite. Yep. The new captain of the Boston Bruins, Brad Marchand. Um, coming off an injury, honestly, we talked about it before. Like, yeah, his point total went down. But coming off that injury, which was keeping out for a lot of weeks, a lot of months, um, he honestly did pretty good this year. And that historic Boston Bruins team obviously did do good in the first round. They lost in game seven to the Florida Panthers. But Marchand looks motivated, looks... Looks pretty good going into this year. Uh, looks like he's coming for revenge. So hopefully the Boston Bruins could replicate something from last year and not lose in round one. But Brad Marchand's obviously going to be the biggest part of it with David Pasternak up front. And uh, we'll see if he goes up the list, down the list next year. I would assume it's down the list just because of age and just how many good wingers there are in the league anymore. But uh, Brad Marchand's still part of the top 20 wingers. Uh, number 16, Kyle Connor, the Winnipeg Jets. Had a little bit of a down year to his standards. Still one of the better snipers in all of hockey. Uh, that guy's shy. He can get off in a second and it's under the bar before you know it. Um, you know, I think there's been years where people thought he was a little bit overrated. Maybe he's now a little bit underrated. I expect him, you know, I think Winnipeg, maybe they're in a happier place now. They didn't really move on from anyone outside of Blake Wheeler. Um, but I expect a bounce back from him. He can be upwards of 90 points, 45 goals again, you know, at his peak. So, He's still a really good player, awesome goal scorer. Not much else I can say. Hopefully, uh, he can get back there. We'll see what happens. Yeah, number 15. It's taken a while for uh, this guy to get here, but Clayton Keller, Arizona Coyotes. This is the first year we've had him on the list, right, guys? Yeah. Yeah, and like we talked about, and we'll get to it with some other players on this list of like, how did you do on your team? And how did the Arizona Coyotes do this year? They were awful, 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 awful. They weren't as bad as they used to be. I mean, man, they were bottom three. No, uh, 
Were they not? No. Chicago, Columbus, and... Uh, oh, right. Those are uh, bottom five. I don't even know if so, they were bottom we'll, five, we'll, but anyway, we'll continue. I don't know. Um, but when you're not on a good team, sometimes if you stand out, you can... Uh, you know, you could really just be an outlier on your team. And somehow Clayton Keller managed 86 points this year. He almost had 40 goals. He had 37 goals. And when this team gets good, when there's more around him, looking at like a Logan Cooley this year, he's gonna who's gonna step in, play with Keller once they get more of these prospects and they're gonna develop and there's gonna be more centers and more around that other team's gonna have to defend. Clayton Keller can stop being so isolated and we're just going to see these point and goal totals uh, spike. Wouldn't be surprised if he puts up 100 points plus in the next couple of years. All right, next guy on our list, it is Jesper Bratt of the New Jersey Devils coming at a number 14. One of my favorite players to watch in the National Hockey League. A few years ago, we'd go back and forth, me and you, Russo, uh, who's the best player on the Devils? Is it Bratt or is it Hughes? I think it's Hughes now, but Jesper Bratt is a phenomenal hockey player. So elusive with his skating, his edges. Not the greatest year points wise for him, but next year surrounded still by seventy-three. Yeah, he was still good. Just like you know, you know, he, for the I best fantasy, he tailed off at the end of the year a little yeah. bit. Yeah, but, but with that, really with that new look forward group for the New Jersey Devils, I think it'll be a more balanced point scoring roster for them at least. But obviously, Jack Hughes is still going to pop off because he's their leader in terms of points and scoring wise. But Jesper Bratt's just right there. Great playmaker, great great skater. Love to watch Jesper Bratt. Uh, in at number 13, it's kind of fitting because that's his jersey number. Johnny Gaudreau, Columbus Blue Jackets. Um, had a pretty significant drop from last year. We had him, I think, at six or seven last year. Uh, look, he went to Columbus, missed a couple games, 74 points in 80 games for him last year. Only 21 of them are goals. Uh, obviously, he had the 40-goal, 115-year point year prior um, but Goudreau still obviously one of the elite talents in hockey. I mean, you look at him on that Columbus team, and he didn't have much to play with last year. Patrick Lanham missed time. Boone Jenner missed time. It was at some point, I think their whole team was injured at, at a point in time. So, uh, you know, I think now he's going to get Adam Fantilli for pretty much the remainder of his deal there in Columbus, and I think him and Fantilli are going to put up – you know, when Fantility gets going, those two are going to be probably a really great duo. You still got some other guys coming, but Gaudreau, still the best player on that team, not even close how much better he is than everyone else. Um, I think he'll, you know, he can go back to being a 90-point guy next year. It wouldn't surprise me. Like I said, Columbus battled a lot of injuries last year, and they were just a, a brutal team all of last year. But if a bad year for my best player is 74 points in 80 games, yeah, I don't think it's that bad. Yeah, it's the same idea as, like, the Clayton color. It once you can get away from isolating one player on your roster and surround them with more, they'll flourish and have a lot, uh, a much better season than they would under these current circumstances, where it's really easy to just isolate Goudreau yeah. or isolate a Keller. Yeah, uh, well, he's still sick, so yeah. <laughs> anyway, we'll move to number twelve. Yeah, number twelve, Timo Meyer of the New Jersey Devils got that big contract this off season. Uh, kind of very deserving of it. Played a long time in San Jose, put up a lot of points, kind of flew under the radar the entire time. Uh, always really good if these like sneaky fantasy ads, uh, with the block shots, 
shot a lot, um, put up a lot of goals. And so this year in San or in San Jose, he put up 31 goals, went to the Devils, then put up nine in 21 games, slightly under a point per game and had a rough playoffs with only four points. But expecting this year, he'll be much better, uh, a little bit more acclimated to the way that Hughes plays, the way that Nico plays and his teammates. And as we were saying earlier, don't the Devils just look absolutely unstoppable? And he'll be part of that team, uh, part of the reason why they'll be so unstoppable. And one thing that I saw in him that I think will be a little bit interesting is his shooting percentage was only 12%. And we're looking at players, uh, especially in this upper echelon, where like 12% is starting to get kind of low. You're looking at the 14, 15, 16% range for a lot of these guys. And if Meyer continues to shoot the way that he does, already putting up a 40-goal season, uh, I think he could maybe top 50 if he has a good year on the devils I mean, he's playing with Hughes, so anything's possible anything's possible all right promise we'll go to the next guy it's will nye the hockey guy at number 11 for us the leader in points for the toronto maple leafs this year with 87 very surprising oh no sorry mitch martin was 99 what am i saying martin at 99 no yeah yes sorry what am i saying uh the leader in goals though tied for the leading goals that's what i meant with uh, austin matthews at 40 um very great season for william nylander this year um, wish he had it this year for him because of the contract, but still going to get paid a lot regardless. Um, Nylander was very good this year, skating mobility. He was probably the Leafs' most consistent scorer in the playoffs. Uh, he was basically the only one who showed up through round one and round two. Uh, he's a guy who, you know, is going to be sometimes lazy on the defensive end, but he'll score in some goals on the offensive side and play the power play. Uh, I don't know where he's going to play on the power play this year, but He's a really interesting guy because you've sort of you have Marner, you have Matthews, you have Tavares, and then where the hell do you put Nealander in this lineup? Uh, apparently, he's playing center. Don't love that, but Nealander is an interesting fellow on this list. Great winger, number eleven for us. Yep, starting around out the top ten. He's thirty-seven, still kicking. Alex Ovechkin, forty-two goals this year. Didn't have him this high on my list, uh, but I mean, the other three guys wanted him higher, so we had to budget a little bit. Uh, I mean, at 36, 37, still scoring 42, 42 goals this year. He's still the best pure goal scorer probably in the league. Uh, it's crazy how good he's become or still is, not become, how good he still is at scoring goals. Uh, even on a bad Washington team, I expect them to be a little bit better this year. Maybe still not playoffs, but I expect them to be a little bit better than last year and you know, Ovi's still Ovi. You know, he's gonna have back from back. Kuznetsov's back after missing time. They're they're getting a little bit healthier. He's 36, 37, still might score 50. That's mm-hmm. how good this guy is. Still is still one of my favorite players of all time. I hope he gets that Gretzky record. I hope he just keeps ripping pucks in the back of the net. It'd be the coolest damn thing ever if he did. So uh Ovi at number 10. And sticking with the sort of older generation going down to Tampa Bay, Steven Stamkos. Now we put him at on the wing for this because that's listed as a center, listed as a winger. Um, he's been primarily on the wing, especially since the it was like the Dallas final uh, and the Dallas year. They've shifted him to the wing to become sort of that goal scorer sniper on the side, and he's still putting up thirty plus goals. 
Uh, he had 84 points this year. And it might not be the most flashy of stats, but he does everything really well. He's the captain of the team for a reason. He's part of that core for a reason. For the time being, we'll see what the season and next offseason holds for him, uh, whether he moves on. But definitely tailing off, like we've talked about with the Brad Marchand, uh, I don't think he'll have the goal-scoring prowess into his 40s like an Ovechkin will. <laughs> but hey, you never know. That shot is lethal. Like It has to be one of the nicest shots we've seen. One of the only players in the NHL who have scored 50, albeit it was a decade ago. Uh, so we'll see. This is probably the highest we'll have him for the rest of his career. But, uh, I mean, hey, three Stanley Cup finals in a row, back-to-back cups. How can you How can you go wrong, Stephen Stamkos? Yep, and lucky me, the next guy on the list, another Leaf player, Mitch Marner at number eight. I feel like we're in the same spot as last year talking about this guy and what we're going to say about him. He could do it all in the regular season, but once it comes playoff time, he sort of crumbles under the pressure. I think we're in the same spot as last year. Uh, 99 points this year, one off from 100, Mitch Marner was. There's no doubt that he is one of the best players in the league during the regular season. But as I just mentioned, when it comes to the playoffs, he's going to be that clutch guy to score the goal, to get the point, to get the great assist. We don't know yet because it's been how many years into his career and we still don't know that answer yet. Um, and every year he's made the playoffs so far. So he's going to, he'd be a lot higher on the list guys. If he just performed in the playoffs, I like that's plain and simple. Right. So Mitch Marner is a weird complain about every little thing. That's also very true, but he's a very perennial weird player. He's not my favorite anymore. He's kind of dropped out of that. I don't know. Top five slot on the Maple Leafs, but yeah, Mitch Marner is a weird player. Love to get to talk about two Leaf players on this list. Uh, we'll go to Tom next. Or Russo, sorry. Yeah, uh, number seven. This guy was like perennial top two for us like every year. Uh, Artemi Panarin. Look, in 92 points this year, 93 points, whatever he had. Not a bad year. It's just I think all the guys above him had better years, and we were like, hey, we got to put all these guys in. Uh, Panarin, awful playoff. Probably the worst playoff of his career. He was absolutely brutal. But uh, he's still a dynamic force out there. He is getting a little bit older but he's still really damn good at certain things. He's a really good power play player, really good on the perimeter, can make things happen. You would hope that um, the Rangers could start getting their younger guys going because it seems like it's the old guard that's still there, still pushing the envelope for them. But Panarin, he's still one of the elite wingers in the league. Like I said, had a little bit of a tail off this year, but if this playoff was better, like Marner, I think we would have had him higher. Just his playoff was so bad. Um, that maybe it left a bad taste in some people's mouth. But Panarin, still a really good player, still one of the more fun guys to watch. So mm-hmm. we uh, we still have him at number seven. Yeah, and we'll see what his uh, bald head can do this year. <laughs> uh, but moving on, another Russian winger, Kirill Kaprizov. Kirill, I think he dropped from last year too. Yeah, yeah, but it was more so. Injuries, like he, listen, he only played yeah. in sixty-seven games. He still put still up scored 40. 40 goals, forty goals, thirty-five assists. And you talk about the teams, uh, a Goudreau, uh, like a Keller, like on they become kind of isolated. And not that Minnesota is that level of bad as those other teams, but they don't have the stuff around Kaprizov to sort of. 
allow him to thrive uh, and make defenders face the rest of the team. So, like, listen, when it came to the playoffs, played in six games, Minnesota got bounced in six. He only yeah. scored one goal. So, again, three players in a row we're talking about <laughs> having a bad playoff, but still being seven or eight, seven and six on our list. And you know what? Like, once Minnesota is able to get out of that cap hell that they're in, uh, once they're able to bring up the rest of their prospects, Matt Boldy gets another year, Kaprizov can do his own thing he's gonna be absolutely unstoppable and everybody laughed at the wild for giving him that massive contract after one year put up 108 points last year he put up 75 this year although if he played a full season it would have been over 100 again so we'll see what he's able to do next year and the next few years Without a doubt, I think he'll be top five, top six again. I don't see him slipping at all. All right, now we go to number five with the better, sorry, not the better, the worst Robertson brother out of the Robertson family. Uh, Jason Robertson, unfortunately, comes in at number five. Now, who am I kidding? One of the best goal scorers in the NHL right now. 46 tallies last year, 109 points for six, tied for sixth in the league with the next guy on our list. Um, Jason Robertson is massive body. I don't know if I would could consider him a power forward just because he's not as big as strong in stature, but he is a big forward, big shot, could do it all, a great power play specialist who could shoot the puck on the power play. Um, I don't know how his playoffs was. I don't know the point tally as well, but like I, I don't think he was the best player on Dallas for in the playoffs. I think it was more like Pavelski, Rupe Hintz, that sort of mm-hmm. thing, Miro Heiskanen. Um, but Jason Robertson, he was seven per game, basically. Okay. Seven goals, 11 assists for 18 in 19 games. Okay, that's not bad, but um, he got that. He was kind of holding out last year at the beginning of the year. Uh, he got $7 million, I think, for three years, which is definitely paying off right now. Uh, but, yeah, he is a tad overrated in fantasy-wise just because he popped off last year, 46 goals. But still a great, phenomenal hockey player. So he's not at number five for us. Andrew, so you get yeah. the pleasure of getting this next guy. Yeah, All right. I get, here we go uh, for ten I, minutes. Yeah, I get both former flames. Uh, Matthew Kachuk, he makes a pretty big leap. He goes from ten to four, second straight hundred point year, hundred and nine points for the Panthers, forty of them goals. Then in the playoffs, he was an absolute monster. We saw how many clutch goals he scored, none bigger than that one against Carolina uh, to send the Panthers to the Cup final. Um, I mean, there isn't much to say about Kachuk that we don't already know. Obviously, he was probably went into the year being very underrated after having a 104 point year in Calgary the year prior. Um, You know, I told anybody who would listen how good this damn guy is and no one really wanted to listen until he got to Florida and everyone now has the surprise Pikachu face every time he does something insane. Like, Oh, like I didn't know how good he was. Meanwhile, us in Calgary, we're all like, yeah, he's amazing. Um, Yeah. Going back to that trade, Florida won it. There's not even a question how how big of winners they were in that move. Uh, Kachuk not only sets them up for, for right now, but he sets them up for the future. And I had him at number two on my list. The way he impacts the game, he does it on so many different levels. Not only his goal scoring, his playmaking ability, the way he can get in anybody's face, get team engaged. We always said it, can't be a ride every night, right? Um, and Florida, they're very lucky to have this guy. Uh, man, still wish he was a flame. Still probably my favorite player in the league. Um, he's very deserving. 
I had him, like I said, I had him at number two. I think he's that good. Um, and he had 109 this year. I wouldn't surprise me to see him get up to like 115 next year. I think he can do it. Ford is going to need the goal scoring. They're going to be missing some guys to start the year. Um, but there's no better guy to lead them into the fight than Matthew Kachuk. All right. And then to get into the top three, uh, from the Colorado Avalanche, Mika Rantanen, he had a hundred and five points this year, fifty-five goals, fifty assists in a full eighty-two game season. And it wasn't too long ago when Landeskog was still there. It was like, okay, well, who's the top winger on Colorado? Who's going to play with McKinnon? Uh, and when Landeskog went down, it was Rantanen and McKinnon, and they've just taken the Colorado Avalanche. Won a cup, got Makar on the back end. But when you talk about somebody who's able to drive play, somebody who's able to just dominate a game, it's Mika Rantanen. He can take the puck. He can go 200 feet. He can skate through you, skate around you. He just has such a big stature uh, when he plays. And it's it's almost terrifying. When it's, I think he's, I forget how tall he is. Uh, almost 6'5, 6'4, 6'4, something like that. Yeah, I think it's 6'4, 250 pounds. When that's skating at you at the speed, he can do it. Like, you don't want to stand in the way. No, (laughs) like, you look at some guys like a Connor Bedard or a Connor McDavid, like, they're really fast, they're really shifty, and they'll beat you with skill, but like. You'll stand in front. You'll try to hit him. You don't want to hit Mika Rantanen. So he'll just take the puck, go right through you. And you know what? 55 goals. It wouldn't shock me if he touches 60 one day. I think he's that good of a player. But he's one yeah, it's kind of scary player. that kind of scary that you have these two beasts and McKinnon and Rantanen coming at you whenever they're out there. It's probably not a fun thing. No, and who's feeding them the puck on the back end? <laughs> think of that other animal it's but and they're all individually extraordinarily good that's what makes them so terrifying like look at we haven't done the centers list but i'm pretty sure mckinnon will be top three when we had uh Makar on the back end he was what number one yep yep like, now they have a top three winger it's pretty impressive so uh thomas i'll send it to you yeah, it's also impressive that a playmaker scored 55 goals. <laughs> That's yeah. also yeah. impressive. Oh, no, at times, playing in the lineup by himself as well, because everyone was injured yeah. around him. So. That is true. Such a good player, Mia Granton. But uh, to number two, 61 goals this year, 113 points. Had him on my fantasy team. Had both of those two on my fantasy team, Ranton and this guy, David Pasternak. Um, what a player. We called it a quote-unquote down year last year when he came into this year with 40 goals. I think he had like something 80 or some 70 points, something like that last year. And then he just pops off every night. He was scoring goals every night. It was like almost a hat trick. It was two goals per game, power play goal, overtime winner. But David Pasternak did it all for those Boston Bruins last year. Um, honestly, there's not much to say on him because he's such a good player, such good on his edges, great hands, great shot. He could do all, everything. He could also hit when he wants to. Probably the most outgoing winger on this list. Always a close second, but I think David Pasternak passed him. 
he's such a good player to watch, such a funny player to watch on the ice. And obviously he plays in the Boston Bruins, our rivalry, Tom, but you can't you can't ignore how good he is, this guy. So David Pasternak comes in at number two. Yeah, I wonder how he's going to do with that that new contract. I mean, he's uh like you said, I, I want I can't wait to see him without uh, Bergeron, uh, but I think he'll do. I think he's going to do just fine. Yeah. Um, well, we we talked about it of like how many people in Boston actually scored when looking at like Marshan's numbers. Yeah. Man, it was really just the Pasternak show. And a lot of was, a lot of around him has been taken away, but I don't think he'll I don't think he'll have a down here. No. no I, I can see him just being an absolute monster next year again. Um or this year, I guess. Um and number one, I feel like he's been number one on our list forever. Uh after a hundred and thirteen point year, the second best output of his career, Nikita Kucherov and Tampa Bay Lightning. I think there were a lot of people that thought maybe he had fallen off a little bit, maybe tailed off a little bit. This year came in after missing quite a bit of time with injuries yeah. the last couple of years. Blows the doors off the league again. Uh, 113 points uh, for Nikita Kucherov. And again, he's the leader of that Lightning team offensively. You know, Brady, like, they got like, you know what, you can say what you want about the Lightning that they're falling off, but their three best players are still very much their three best players. Braden pointed 50. Kudrov at 113, Stamkos had 40 goals. They're still the leaders and they're still doing their thing. Kucherov, you can think he's greasy or whatever he is, and maybe he is a little bit greasy. Uh, we've seen it in times, yeah. but I think that what is what makes him so effective in the league is he's not afraid to be to be a little bit dirty, get under a team skin. Uh, he's just been the best winner in the league for so long, and even going into his 30s now, or that's where he's gonna be. Uh, he's still so effective in every possible way. His playmaking ability is next to none. And the guy is one of the best snipers in the league. Like that guy can just flat out shoot the puck. Um, so Cooch being here, no surprise. Again, after the year he had, uh, the Lightning, he was obviously a huge part of their two cups. Um, and if the Lightning are going to try and get back there, Kucherov's going to be a big part of it. So yep. we got him at number one. Uh, and that's our list. Gentlemen, my question to you, Who's a sleeper going into next year? Who's someone who we can see on this list being next year? Nick Robertson, top five. <laughs> He's the better brother. Like, what are we yeah, better about? brother. Going. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. That's a tough question. Like, are we going to go in terms of young or just anything? Like, just anything. Like, who who can we see breaking in next year if they have a big year? Matt Boldy. Yeah, that's a good one. He put up almost forty goals this year. Yeah, Matt Boldy. Yeah, I'm gonna go off the board a little bit. Not the top ten, the top twenty. Cole Caulfield, because if he stays healthy and scores a lot of goals, and it's sort of that factor where we talked about Clayton Keller being the best player. I know they have Suzuki and other players there that are not as bad as people in Arizona, but with Cole Caulfield, like he has a pure shot. If he scores goals, he's gonna make the list. Like it's just that's how the math works. Yeah, for me, I have a. For me, I have a couple guys. One is a guy that just missed out on my list. That was uh, Pavel Buchnevich. Really, really good since getting into St. Louis. Kevin Fiala is another guy that just missed out. Uh, but someone for me who just continues to fly under the radar, even though he had 42 goals this year, uh, Carter Verhage. Yeah. I think the, the system he's in, the players he plays with, just an absolutely unbelievable player. I think he can 
not saying he'll be top 20, but I think he's still one of those more slept on guys, especially in fantasy. I mean, I had him last year and he popped off for me. So uh, Tampa might regret that one a little bit, letting him go. Did What was uh, his contract there. going to Florida? He had a – he so Tampa didn't qualify. Yeah. Because they didn't have the room. Florida signed him to a year at one million bucks. And then they gave him now he's only making but now he's only making like four something. That's a steal. Which is man. still like relatively cheap. I like if you go back and listen to like one of our first episodes before free agency, like you're like, oh, like who should we target? And I remember being like Carter Verhaggy yeah, for the would be an unreal pickup. And like he goes to Florida and it just seems like I, we've I've said it so many times, like it seems like everything Bill Zito touches turns to gold these days. You know, maybe outside of a few guys, but like it seems like every guy he's acquired just pops off. So like Verhaggy for me, Buchnevich is up there. I mean, Claude Giroux is still really, really good in yeah. his There's late thirties. Few others, Svechnikov. Yep. Yep. Up oh there. my god, he didn't even make it. Yeah. Fiala with a bounce back year. Um, Fiala had over a point per game. Necessarily have to call it a bounce back. A build on year, even like Zach Hyman. Yeah, I was just gonna say that. Do it again. Show me that you can put up a hundred points. Yeah, that'd be so crazy. Am I getting a (laughs) hundred? You know who I really need or really hope has a big bounce back. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Jonathan Hubert. Yeah, yeah, I think he's back on the list. He was number five on our list last uh, he, year. He's back next year, maybe in the 11 20 Hopefully. range. But yeah. Hopefully. We need it to be. And there's but also like him. a there's also a lot of players that like played center, play wing. Like we didn't know where to play. Yeah. Like Stan another Coles guy is one of those guys. Another guy could have been like Nugent Hopkins, like the guy had hundred points. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know where to play. I don't think he'll ever be close to hundred again, but I don't know, man. <laughs> All he has to do is ride shotgun. I know. And hopefully that power play is as gross as it can be, but um yeah that's our top 20 kind of went off for a little bit but it's okay do you guys have anything quickly left to add before we before we take off no no season starts in a, a week. week yep so we gotta get our top we 10 centers done soon we're gonna do it this week yeah. we're gonna try and get it done this week so um that is gonna do it for this one as always you can follow us on instagram twitter at the burning league pod and we will see you guys in the next one